Third World Gaming, the number one show hosted by telephones, listened by solar iced tea bottles, and eaten by frogs. We're the most read podcast ever. Yeah, you can read sounds. Yeah. Anyway, guys, hey, how are you doing? I hope you enjoyed the last show. Uh, sadly, we might not be talking about analog things for a bit, just because, well, we want to bring in more people simply because it's. Analog's got, you know, not just community, but playing it with people, and when there's just two of us, uh, nothing. So you might expect in the upcoming Bodega Nights, yes, that is a thing. Yes, uh, and yeah, pretty much what he said. <laughs> anyway, so right now we're going to talk about another aspect of gaming. Uh, this is kind of going to the digital world, but not. Yes. What do you think it is, Paolo? I don't... I don't know, but if anything, how about how about we go and let's play a game? Yeah, that's so sad. <laughs> that's a horrible joke. But yeah, I, guys, we're talking about let's plays. I feel I feel like I have a tumor inside my stomach right now. I have no idea why. It's not a tumor. <laughs> anyway, yeah, <laughs> let's plays. Uh, something that's actually been very popular in the last what two three years at this point. Um, I'd say three years. Yeah, good three years. Uh, I think everyone has seen a Let's Play. Everyone here has an idea for what a Let's Play is. Yes. But, of course, we're going to give you a quick overview oh. and let you understand what is a Let's Play and what <laughs> makes something a Let's Play. I mean, simply people say a Let's Play is simply playing a game. Yes. But, I mean, there are sort of lines that defines a Let's Play versus, you know, some guy playing a game. Yes. So we're here to talk about Let's Plays, people who make them, and people like us and you who watches them. Or listens to them if you're like one of those people who can actually tell what's going on based solely on what you're hearing. There's a bat joke here somewhere. Anyway, yes. guys, so we're going to be talking about Let's Plays. Uh, these things are, well, same as what? It is uh, people playing games. Now, what makes it different from just simply being playing games, like what you'd see in the parties and see with your friends, is Let's Plays, well, at this point, is a genre of entertainment. It's basically the turn from this one thing where you're just watching some guy playing a video, playing games during a party, to this, th- this entire form of entertainment that has been um, cultivated by a bunch of people who thought, hey... Why don't I play? Why don't I play games? Show it off to the world and make it entertaining in my own way. Yeah, essentially, people making not well creating content, content that is yeah meant for entertainment. Lots of let's plays are not educational in any way. They're really meant to be fun to watch. Grand major, actually, I'll say that grand majority of let's plays aren't educational, and usually when they are, it's usually unintentional. Yeah, actually, I agree with that. I mean, you, I have learned a few things from Let's Plays, but, but generally, are... it's not meant to learn anything. Yeah, they... I, I assume I actually have gotten dumber watching some Let's Plays. I don't know what. I don't know what have you been watching. Uh, well, I mean, I've watched things from Machinima, RT, yeah, what, especially. Which one, yeah, which is the one that makes you feel dumb? Uh, some things from Machinima, especially when I watched the series with Skyrim with uh, what's the Throthgar? So Skyrim Pokemon didn't affect you in any way whatsoever. Oh, Skyrim Pokemon was kind of weird, but no, I watched the whole Throthgar series. It was entertaining. At the same point, I felt like I possibly got dumber watching it. This is still fun though, but I don't think you, that would count as a let's play. You just haven't touched any of the PewDiePie's content yet. Have, have oh no, I've touched PewDiePie's content not too much. Yes, PewDiePie. He you might not notice, but he is the number one YouTuber. But as of this time, yeah, as of what I can recall, yeah. Because if he overtook Smosh, I'm already, on, I'm already, I'm, I'm, I'm calling it now. If he overtook Smosh, he's already number one. Yep. And now people might be wondering why is this number one? Why is this entertaining? What is a let's play? Yeah. Since we said again, it let's plays are meant for entertainment, but a let's play is not simply just playing games. As Paolo mentioned, it's playing it for entertainment. Meaning these are people who are characters in themselves. I mean, uh, two guys that maybe pop in my head when I think Let's Plays has been the angry video game nerd. Oddly enough, yes. And uh, Michael Jones of Rage Quit. Yes. Uh, I actually watched actually, Michael Jones because of Angry German Kid, and I found yes. it amusing. And when I saw this thing, hey, I kind of went through the same thing also. When I think Let's Play, honestly, wait, honestly, the first thing that comes into my head is... Honestly, on honestly, the first things that come into my head are 
uh, Jesse Cox. Shout out to you. That's a last name, so we can say it on the internet. That's an X, okay? Not like, you know, the yeah, thing. Yeah, okay, go on. <laughs> yes, and uh, oddly enough, Total Biscuit. Oh, I mean, I enjoy Total Biscuit. Yeah, Though, and, and, yeah, and, all, yeah and, I'm quote, and I'm quoting him because all of his WTF is... Yeah, yeah, I'll agree with that. I am. I don't subscribe to the channel, but I do watch a number of his shows. Yeah. Uh, but again, I mean, I watch these things for more entertainment. I am not. Wa- Let's play is not a review. I mean, we have to make clear. Let's plays are not reviews. Yes. They're not full plays either. Uh, just so you know, no, a the- full play is literally playing a game and it's full and thing. You're trying to finish the game. Uh, these though, are not speed runs. Though to be fair, a number of Let's players do finish the game. True. But they're not really meant to. I mean, let's they, say does they don't not need, need to, to finish, finish the game. The game. And yeah. there are full plays that are make that are kind of specific to I'm going to finish the game. Let's plays that happen to finish the game. Yeah. Then it's not intended. It's like, like I'll play this for or, as long as I can. All right, uh, all right, another, all right, another person on the list of notable of let's plays that come to my mind. Game Grumps. Oh yeah, Game Grumps. Game Anybody Grumps who's awesome. been on the Game Grumps. Yeah, and they, and pretty much they do. They've done what they've done. What you mentioned, they they've been. I won't say notorious, but I've seen them not finish a lot of games. Yep, and yeah, as we said, this we are Thomas and Turbo Gaming because this is part of the gaming life. Yes. Uh, these people are are part of our community. We support them, and they give us and they give us entertainment entertaining content that in some cases can actually be well. More dis, more decisive and informative. Whenever we wa- decide on what do we want to play, as that I mean, let's plays. What I've learned from it's actually new ways to play games. Yes, I didn't learn like things that actually help me in the game. Yeah, but I found other ways to make it even more enjoyable. Most especially for games as even GTA Four, yeah. I found new life in it. Uh, the Battlefield series, uh, because I've seen some Battlefield let's plays where they, I forgot got the name of the guy. I think it's Sergeant Stone or something. He's not actually in the military. He's someone who just knows the lingo. Okay. So when he played Battlefield, he would play it with the most correct jargon possible. His jargon, I have to say, was pretty spot on, but there are things that you genuinely don't see in battle. And in battle, you're never that chatty. Right. But essentially, he tried to essentially make Battlefield as realistic as possible. And when he died in the game, he would quit the server. Oh, okay. Wait a minute. Yeah, he... Yeah, Honestly, it's never that chatty because if I'm correct, he pretty much was trying to, you know, be as accurate as possible with his language, but he was talking as much as, you know, the Xbox 12-year-old would. Yeah, but uh, it was really interesting. May I watch it because of that entertainment value yes. of people reacting to what's going on? Why what is this is guy so big? What's this guy doing? Is he real? And it was amusing. I mean, that's what I love about these, some of these Let's Plays. It was meant for entertainment. Uh, I guess I guess we're kind of like repeating ourselves, and we're not redefining this properly. But again, let's place key it, things here: is you're playing a game, you're playing a game, and you're yeah. probably addressing not at, you're not addressing it as yourself. It's probably the person addressing it is in a sort of character or some sort of mindset. Usually a mindset, because in in all fairness, a lot of let's players tend to well enact it as themselves. I have seen I have seen characterized let's plays like sergeant stone as you mentioned uh, but for the most part most of what most of them tend to do is they usually present themselves yet they either tr- or try to focus on a certain aspect of themselves or they try to exaggerate certain things at the same time like some guy does a let's play of a game and while well, he decides okay you know what i'll be friggin insane yep and um one key thing about let's plays is they're not scripted Yes. Let's face Jenny are as real as they can. I mean, they can be edited, of course, post to make it shorter, show highlights. But these things are very fresh and raw because they're unscripted. I mean, that is one key thing for, let's say, once you start re-scripting things, it gets a little difficult. Yeah. I mean, people say AVGN is not a true Lester because things were scripted. But lots of things all were not really scripted. Some things yeah. were just him ad-libbing and just saying things. And he would just cut and edit. Yeah. Uh, and that's Back the first the... time I saw, you know, actual entertainment made of games that was nothing to do with gameplay or reviews. Well, well, to be fair, this also goes back into the discussion of, well, in- informational reviews and entertainment reviews. And pretty much, you could say that, uh, J- that James pioneered, or at least helped to pioneer the entertainment review as an actual form of entertainment. 
True, but uh, what about James? Is you knew uh, James is the a- is AV Gen, the Angry Vidge Game Nerd, just so yeah. you know. Uh, you knew the reviews were generally going to be bad. Yeah, but that, I mean, I but think that's he the only I... reviewed one good game. Yeah, but that's that was I... Mario sixty four, and even that was no, a no, joke no, no, Mario, Mario uh, Super Mario Brothers three. Oh, super, sorry, Super Mario Brothers three, um, but, not Mario sixty four. Super Mario Brothers. But that's the thing. That about, was a joke episode. But that's the thing about uh, entertainment reviews. Usually, most of them are going to be reviews of something that already has a consensus built around it, and what in what they're going to be doing instead is to well make the review as something more that pokes a lot he of... He plays air quotes, just so you know, because he... you can't see the sound. Yes, yes, you can't see the sound. If I could make the sound for air quotes, I would let you hear that beautiful, luscious sound. <laughs> anyway, yeah. so yeah, Let's Plays are unscripted. Unscripted. They're people who are playing Ajani showing off a characterization or a mindset or exaggerating a portion of themselves. Or basically... And yeah, you're making playing a game. Or basically making an expression... Of some sorts. And you're... Yes, you're playing... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's a basic overview of what Let's Play is. Now, you might be wondering, you know, who are these people who make Let's Plays? I mean, we've mentioned a number of names already. Yeah. Uh, these are the fairly popular ones. Of course, you can see lots of Let's Plays in Machinima, uh, in uh, RT. Uh, Total Biscuits part of a major group. Uh, I um, think Polaris. 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 And... Screw attack, and, um, the Screw Attack... The Screw Attack Network. Basically. And what's the other one? Gives it gamer boots? I think I can't remember something. Uh, boots. Normal boots. But normal the, boots. But the thing is, most of the normal boots guys are actually affiliated affiliated with Polaris. Oh, really? Okay, I didn't know like, that. I think most or all of them are also part of Polaris. Okay, I didn't know that one. But, um, basically, they just revived normal boots solely because after what happened... After what happened last, I think it was December. They didn't. They wanted something to fall back on if ever that happened again, ah. which is a topic for another time. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that one. Our place. Yeah, that was a uh, that was an interesting time. Yeah, uh, very big topic. I'm sure you guys might know about this or and not. We might, Maybe you should take a look. We might into have actually, and we might have actually uh, brought it up in passing in one of the off tangents or episodes. Anyway, so who are these people? As said, these are, well, lots of them are entertainers. Yes. And some of them, I mean, actually some of the more popular ones. Yes. Uh, one, actually, uh, Michael Jones, who currently worked for Rooster Teeth. Yeah. When he first did his series of Rage Quit. Yeah. It was purely out of fun. Okay. He never thought anything of it. Uh, I remember him saying in an interview that when he, about the Rage Quit was, he was actually surprised when he got a call from his friend saying, hey, you've had, you've hit over a hundred thousand views. <laughs> Yeah, that would be yeah, that would be surprising. So at that point, he started just making a bit more and more. It never became you know his thing until I think after five episodes. Was I mean same was thing? Was it also, Surgeon Simulator that it was his breakout? Actually, no. Uh, lots of his I've actually seen lots of his episodes yes. prior Rooster Teeth. Okay. Uh, he was picked up just because of the quality of his work at that time. But All I think right. the ones that actually pulled, heck, the ones that pulled me into Rooster Teeth was a rage quit, and that was Surgeon Simmer with Michael Jones and Gavin Free. Yeah. Uh, I mean, honestly, it's, people would find it weird. Like, why are you watching these video games? It was really because of the characterization. Yes. And you can see this in the fact that lots of people have tried doing a let's play. Yes. Uh, I don't. I I can't probably bring up names because there have been so many of them. Yes. And you see lots of people trying to make a character, trying to do something. Yeah. Either it's so forced it doesn't work. It's either very forced, very unnatural, or they or they just don't put. Either they do too much or they do too little. That's very true. And when it comes to these popular ones, you notice something that they feel real. They feel real. They feel comfortable. They feel natural. Like it's they essentially, something, I'd like to say they they feel like they actually represent who we are as the gaming community. In some respects, yes. I mean, I, I see this especially when it comes to the Rooster Teeth guys, just because when I first started watching them, I didn't know who these guys were. Okay. I was like, okay, I couldn't even like uh, tell. I mean, that's the point where I couldn't tell between Ryan and Jack. They still sound the same to me. Okay. Uh, actually, I watched it uh, pre-Ryan, if I remember, okay. right? Uh, what reminded me of was all the weird hijinks were things I did in the game. And these are things you do with your friends that were Jenny stupid. Okay. <laughs> and it entertained me. It reminded me of my past. And I noticed the good Let's Players... Remind you of how you are with your friends. Yeah. Remind you of things you did, and lots of the you know quote unquote bad ones. Yeah. Try to just 
push this concept oh i'm this weird guy oh i'm crazy no look at me do things yeah like, I mean, it's kind of like angry german kid remember that was a thing i forgot what that was i think angry german kid was e-bombs um i don't even know if our listeners know what e-bombs is but i think angry german I'm kid is there to, somehow i'm starting to think that me saying that i don't even recall what that is should be an indication of where that went <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, people try to get the idea that they try to be crazy. I mean, Rage Quit got that because it's crazy. But the thing was, yeah. he did it right because he knew what games to kind of play. Yeah, and he and his actual rage yeah. felt real. But in fairness, uh, he put he, rage actually was real. Yeah, which just shows the unscripted sections. Yes. In all honesty, another good thing about. A lot of good Let's Players is that whenever, like, for example, whenever they do stuff with certain single-player games, at times, watching them will actually also remind you of those eureka moments that you sometimes come across in some in certain games. Like, even Let's Plays of point-and-clicks, you might see, you might end up reliving that eureka moment that you had when you found out how to make something work. Like, how how you needed a worm, a lizard hand, and a stick to make a key in a, in a game. I don't recall if that was ever a what thing. Ga- what game was this? <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like Sam and Max. It sounds like something that would okay, be in a okay, Sam and Max I, game. I would agree that. It's Sam, that would be in a Sam and Max game, but gosh, okay. But yeah, these are... Let's Players essentially show this form of... You know, they reflect the reality of what we did as gamers. Yeah. And I mean, I remember watching some Let's Plays that would frustrate you because like, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Because that's what we probably went through. Yeah. And I mean, that, I guess that's one key thing about the good ones. Uh, if you guys are thinking we're just kind of ranting and going on again, we're just kind of talking about the overview here. Yeah. We'll probably talk about very specific uh, ga- uh, Let's Players, how they do their style and other things in a different section. Yes. But essentially what we want to cover here is what, kind of made the proper Let's Player and what was different from, you know, the mountains and mountains of Let's Players that entered YouTube when people found out being a Let's Player on YouTube got you views. Yeah, and actually, no, it wasn't... It wasn't Tech, being a Epic le- Mealtime had Let's Plays. They had. Yeah. Keyword had, but you know, the fact that they had one yeah. shows that, yeah, Let's yeah, Plays were actually, a thing. Yeah, actually, you know, the flood of people trying to be Let's... Pl- try, trying their... Trying their gosh darndest to be Let's Players. That didn't start with, you know, realizing that would get them views. That actually started w- when they realized that you could get money out of it. Oh, oh, yeah, actually, that's one thing I guess I never really thought about was... Yeah, you can actually make a number of money from YouTube from once... Google, from- Usually from Google AdSense. Oh, yeah, the AdSense. But I guess the issue there was, yeah, you kind of had to do a lot because that ad money did not give you much. Yet YouTube money didn't really give you much until a, you hit, you know, a number of views. I think, a, you can't even, I think you can't even apply for that uh, partnership. No, until you, you can't. Can, no, then you require more views before you're approached with it. Um, the, no, I tested out a YouTube chat. I tested out I, making something. To monetize a channel, just click a box. Huh, okay. But here's the thing. It's easy to start. It's hard to do. It's harder to do because... I think that's pretty much every single Let's Player. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. But... I mean, there's a reason why we've seen how many capture cards on the net. Everyone thought they'd be the, the first, next PewDiePie. The first 10 pages of Elgato on eBay. Anything from 100 to $80 for those Elgatos. Ah, all those crushed dreams. And freeze hardware. <laughs> all because... Well, cheap hardware. All because free. some guy shouting... Free would and, be awesome, though. All because some 15-year-old in Call of Duty thought he could beat PewDiePie. Yeah, no. But again, this is the people who get into these Let's Plays uh, think that they just have to, you know, embody some weird insanity. I mean, I blame actually Freddy on this. Freddy... Freddy, yeah, you've never okay. Good thing you've never seen Freddy. Uh, Freddy is this another YouTuber, not Freddy Wong. Yeah, uh, Fre- I know Freddy. Uh, yeah, I know Wong, but no, no, who's uh, this Freddy? He's dude? this. Uh, it's a he was this guy. He doesn't. I don't think he really does much YouTube things anymore. Uh, he was this really. Uh, his videos. He sounded like he was on helium, doing lots of crazy things. He kind of <laughs> remind me of you, except a little insane and high pitched. I I'm already insane, but no, no, no he was worse. Like how how much worse? Well, I can stand you and you're insane. I can't even stand that guy at all. Like, how, wait, how can you stand me? I can stand you. I can't stand him. Okay, like, what does he do that you can't stand? Act like a moron in a way I cannot even begin what to pass What kind? Him. What? Okay. 
I'm, I'm not giving him any more free advertisement. But you know, but in fairness, like the guy okay, himself. I'm insane, but I do my best not to be a moron. Yeah. But in fairness to him, I mean that he that is a character he does, and he mm-hmm. did it really well. But, but I mean, it reminds it's. I hate it more than annoying orange, and I hate annoying orange. Yeah. But I think it came from that section that these are the people who grew up into that. I think, and uh, they felt that was the way to do things. I also be, lots of let's players kind of went into it naturally. Co- basically, a lot of copycats. Yeah. Um, because here's the thing: when you brought up AVGN, that also reminded me of this one guy. Uh, the irate gamer was is also another was also another early copycat that may have you know potentially started a quote unquote trend of copycats. Because the guy was pretty much trying to review modern game, f- review current games, but in almost exactly the same way as the nerd. That's true. Uh, I think that's actually the fault of lots of you know people trying to enter let's players. Uh, enter enter let's plays is they try to copycat and they're never natural about it. But yeah. I think we're ranting on a bit long here. Now I guess yeah. one thing we want to talk about is who in their right mind sits down on a computer to watch a video that. Honestly, is what the let's plays on average go twenty to thirty minutes long. I've seen them go average twenty five to an hour. I mean, the longest let's play I watched was two hours. Yeah, uh, the longest that's like one sitting. But I have seen a let's play that's five parts, one hour each, so it's five hours. Yeah. Now you also ask, why would you ever sit down? Who would ever sit down on their chair to watch someone play a game for? Up to five hours, or an average three minutes a day. I could tell you one guy. I could tell you one guy. Hmm. The guy who ha- who can't buy the who, who for some reason or another can't buy or play a certain game. That's the interesting guy. My guy is the guy who just wants to watch entertainment. I mean, uh, Paolo, I guess, sees it from this direction that he sees it as a way to see gameplay in the most rawest form. No, no, I no, I mentioned the guy who cannot put who cannot play the game as the guy basically for example a guy who so I actually have to agree that being a Mac gamer I like watching people play PC games because I know I can't go there pretty much because basically this is the guy who does not have the ability to play certain games unle- but decides to watch a let's play because it is basically like playing the game vicariously I have all the sim games you haven't <laughs> touched them? no it's just there you haven't touched them? no no, no I have a life Okay. <laughs> but yeah, uh, actually, being a Mac game, I have to agree with Paolo here. Where one thing about these Let's Plays, I love watching them also because I get to see games I can't play. Yeah. And it's fun seeing what they can do. But it's kind of depressing that I can't play it, but it's nice getting that feeling again. Okay. Especially nowadays where I don't really have time to meet up with all the guys, even if it's online. Yeah. It's nice getting that feeling, that sensation you see when you play with these people or at least you watch these people play and you see you and your friends in it. Yeah. It's a strange thing. Some people have actually called this to be a very sad point in someone's life because you're stuck to sitting and watching a game versus playing it. Uh, I've heard this comment sometimes from gamers and people who are non-gamers. Yeah, Honestly, it's no, for me, it's no worse than just watching, you know, entertain, reality TV or watching, uh, sports. TV, watching sports or TV series. Yeah. I mean, uh, lots of Let's Plays I watch are, for me, just another form of... it's just a new level of television shows or essentially a new level of entertainment for me. Yes. It's I... not saying that it's, you know, uh, the ultimate level of entertainment. No. Mm-hmm. It's something that I can honestly spend time watching. I mean... Oh, and by the way, everything we're saying about Let's Plays Now, Let's Plays Now, yes, this also does apply to gaming live streams. Oh, yeah. Twitch and... Th- uh, Twitch and... There's, what's the other Ustream. one? Ustream. Ustream. But mostly Twitch because Ustream mostly only has people who... Mostly has people on PS4. There are people on PS4? <laughs> on Ustream? No, 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 hit PS4. I, lo- I love the PlayStation series. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Can you guys put backgrounds on PS4? That, that'd be great. Yeah, please put backgrounds. I don't want to get poker. I don't want to get those poker. Those awesome poker night wall- wallpapers only to realize I can't use them on the PS4 and can only use them on a PS3. TWG does not condone gambling in any form, but Poker Night 2 is a pretty awesome game. Yes, we don't. <laughs> yes, yes, because, you know, microtransactions can end up being gambling. Yeah. Anyway, guys, yeah, when it comes to watching these things, I mean, these are not like desperate, sad people. These are not people who are too poor to afford games. These are not people yeah. who just can't play because their system doesn't allow it, because their system is so close and doesn't want to accept things that will make it better, and they make you want to get a new one and don't like. Air pat on the back, air pat on the back, air pat on the back. 
I still like my Mac though, but air you know, pat on the back, air it's pat annoying. on the back. Anyway, yeah, I mean the people who are watching this, heck, I mean of, lots of lots of I'd gamers, non gamers too. I'd say a lot of people who watch these things are watching it for entertainment. Yeah, I mean I actually have a number of friends who are non gamers who watch Let's Plays just because I know a lot of people who either aren't major game or either aren't gamers or at least don't game on a regular basis. They watch a lot of Let's Plays. And they're watching it because of the fun value. Yep. Actually, yeah. when I thought about it, uh, one thing that actually attracted me to Let's Plays is the same thing that attracted me to Top Gear. Yeah. The British Top Gear, you know, the best one. Okay. Was the fact that Top Gear, what made me watch it was the fact it was unscripted. Yeah. The personalities they brought in were nice, but I think the personalities are not characters. I think that three is just them. them being them, which makes it even better. Yeah. And yeah, it was... It was a review. I mean, they did a review show. They are reviewing cars. Yeah. But it felt so real and natural, you could relate to it. Okay. And I saw that a lot in le- in good Let's Plays where people were being either themselves or being something that we could all attach to and see ourselves in. Yeah. I mean, I think I like to think that uh, lots of good shows and entertainment is being able to reflect on it and see yourself in it or seeing yourself in that possible situation. Or at least seeing something... Or seeing something that you could juxtapose yourself into. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's important. Referring to you, high fantasy, referring to you. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the people who watch it, uh, lots of, it's not like that, no, little, that's not like you know, that little lonely kid who can't make friends, or that guy who has no life, or that guy who's just living his base. No. No, on the contrary. I, on the contrary, a lot, a lot, of, on the contrary, a lot of people I know, a lot of popular people I know, Spend their time watching people play people play games in a fun way. Heck, I mean, going back to it again, PewDiePie. He, I think he's number one right now. He might not be there, but I'm sure he's in the top ten. Yeah, he's the number one guy on. He's pretty much a top guy on YouTube. That's top and he single is, YouTuber, yeah. because... and he's a let's player. Yes. Now, some people would say it's because of the uh, YouTube like algorithm things YouTube. helping him. But that may be true. But that may be is, true. But here's the people thing: people are still watching him. But here's the thing. No, no algorithm in the world can make can make a can make no algorithm in the world can make something something that popular if that thing didn't have the didn't have the you know that spark that spice oh, yeah. to that make value it popular for people to actually stick into it. Yes, I mean there are a number of good uh, YouTube channels. Yes, lots of good internet things. I mean I've watched a number of shows. Uh, some of them that are not really. Uh, like Feast of Fiction, I enjoyed Feast of Fiction that was done by Teddy Wong, the brother Freddy Wong. Okay. Uh, really awesome, but for some reason, not bring out any new episodes. I don't know what happened there. Uh, okay. They're really good, but they didn't get that much views. But you see other ones like uh, heck, and again, PewDiePie. PewDiePie. As and weird as it may seem, there's that spark, and for yeah. me, that spark is it feels real, and no matter what, even if you're a non-gamer, you can relate to it. You 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 can relate. And to the it. face cam helps. Actually, his face is like funny. Yeah, you can relate to it. You can find something you really like about it. You can enjoy, and by that extension, you can enjoy that it because (laughs) you know because that is not it. Yep. Anyway, guys, that's our basic overview for what the Let's Play is. It's essentially yeah, uh, people playing game, people either being themselves or something that we can relate to as well gamers or even non gamers, and. Yeah, it's Jenny unscripted. I mean, there have been good scripted Let's Plays, but that's very, very rare. That's very rare, and let's say it takes... I honestly have to say that it takes up more time than it's worth. Yep, and for the Let's Players, well, yeah, the best ones are people either we can relate to, or, well, some are just funny. Yeah. I mean, some guys are just funny. I mean, honestly, I can never, ever relate to, like, uh, when it comes to Rooster Teeth. Uh, I can't relate to Gavin at all. Yeah, you can't relate to Gavin. But I just find him hilarious. Yeah, okay. I just find him hilarious. And when it comes to community, yeah, I mean, if you find if you watch Let's Face, don't be ashamed. I mean, don't be ashamed at all. Don't be ashamed because remember, be... there are people who watch the Kardashians. Shots fired. And to yeah, <laughs> let, let's be on and let's be honest. Um, a PewDiePie video has, on average, uh, anywhere from two to twelve million views. And I and I highly doubt that I highly doubt that those twelve million views. Have that many duplicate views on them. Gangnam style. I'm sorry, man. I'm still, I'm still amused. I'm still amused how it hit. Is it over? It's over. Is it close to two billion views already? 
Actually, I haven't checked, but I remember last time it was at 1.7 or something. Seriously, I'm just waiting until it reaches like 3.5. Then I could say half the world watched watched Gangnam Style. Well, you know, like uh, the numerical equivalent because, you know, it could be double watched. The, or triple or quad or... I mean, I probably honestly probably watched it five, six times. Um, anyway, uh, we're yeah. kind of going off track here. Yeah. But yeah, guys, uh, Let's Plays, don't feel ashamed about it. These are awesome things. Share it. This is essentially, I guess, part of the community thing. Where Let's Players, I mean, I guess that's one thing that's interesting about it is, as I guess we'll talk about more when we talk about the different aspects of it in more detail. Yeah. One of the amazing things about Let's Plays is this is entertainment the viewers themselves can influence. Yes. That comment box means everything. That comment... Let and me- likes, dislikes. Not too much, but you know, it, it does something. And subscribes. Oh yeah, scrubs. And and emails. And and messages. And creepy Facebook personal messages that you like receive one day and realize, wait, I didn't friend this guy. I call that Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah guys, this is pretty much what the Let's Play is. I'm pretty sure a lot of you guys have rightly watched them. And yeah, I mean let us know what you what you guys think in the comments below. Uh you know, share this. Let us know what you think. Like and like or dislike it if you want to. Subscribe. <laughs> when we have the button. But yeah, uh, that's what Let's Plays are. And we will talk about more in depth. This is something that we felt like we wanted to share about. And something we felt like we probably won't rant on. Yes. Anyway, guys, uh, be sure to check out the other shows on channel14.com. I know this one's a little bit short. But if you want more content, check out our previous episode. And check out Third World Third Linux. World. Uh, the Sunstar, Sunstar podcast. Weekly Podcast and Bodega Nights whenever that is a thing. It's a thing. Um, this is not a joke. It is a thing. Yes. It is brewing, waiting to come out into the world. got to this point, this is the off-tangent section. Burp. I conquered things in Civ 5. Seriously, burp. <laughs> oh yeah, I've been like talking to Paolo about uh, this uh, prior sh- uh, prior burp. things, oh, gosh, uh, prior recording. anything. No, yeah. I, I'm sorry, so I have this weird feeling in my stomach. I think it's gas. Please don't have that catch the mic. Don't worry, it won't. You might break the mic, I don't know how, but it might. What, gas? Or you might break me. Gas? Yep. Don't worry, it won't be like that one episode of, I think it was Dexter's Lab or Cow and Chicken, where it's suddenly like gas bombed, a ga- like someone gas bombed, and boom, it was like nuclear. Oh, uh, that was uh, Dexter's Lab when he ate that gigantic like burrito. Oh, right, the gigantic burrito. I so wanted Mexican food after that. Yeah. Not Taco Bell. Anyway, well, yeah, I was like, uh. That was more beans than it, that, that was more beans than that burrito sh- should have had. Now, shouldn't it? You can never have too much beans in burrito. Joe. I remember I was like talking to Paolo uh, prior recording actually even online World War his ver- uh, Miko's version of World War 2 in his w- world is a far different version like he had airstrikes uh, yeah. if you wonder what I'm talking about it's uh, I think you guys have heard me ra- uh, just talking about you know non-sub about Borderlands 2 uh, Minecraft you guys might be tired of that so I'm not gonna bore you with something else Civilization 5 yes yeah, I finally got it on the summer th- Steam sale. Pretty cheap. And you might be thinking he might talk about about historical stuff and whatnot and whatnot. Well, yes, I, he is going to talk about historical stuff because in his world, World War Two was was won by berser by berserker axemen supported by Gatling guns and airstrikes. And yes, these berserker axemen had um had walkie talkies. It was, uh, I, you guys might have checked out my Facebook where I had to have that ironic logic. Uh, sorry, you guys have not been updating it simply because I've been busy with lots of other stuff right now. Uh, we have lots of projects in the works. Yes. Uh, I enjoyed missing that game and the fact that it tried to be historical and you can learn technologies. I just want to see how I could mess up the game. And I intentionally just refused to learn certain technology just to see what I could push. And yeah, as Paul said, I did have that moment as playing as Germany. Where I was raiding areas with berserkers supported by Gatling guns. And what made it funny was the fact that I had not discovered gunpowder. His Gatling but gun- for some reason, I had, you know, Civil War era Gatling guns. Centrifugal force was a centrifugal force was a thing without gunpowder. Or but the latest one which I found absolutely insane was the fact that uh <laughs> 
I uh, anyone who's seen me play or hears me talk about it enough knows that I really don't build. It. I don't really invest into boats. I really don't believe in boats because I have the Earth map, and I'd rather be in the, I'll either be in Eurasia where I have enough land, or yeah. the Americas where I have enough land anyway. So yeah. boats were kind of like an afterthought. Yeah. Anyway, I found out that there's a way that you could uh, process the boats because by that time I think it was the year 1900 when I finally started developing my boats. Okay. I did not dis I did not discover any fuel yet yeah. because. To discover fuel, you needed to learn more about boats. Okay. I read in the logic. For some reason, to find oil, you needed boats. Because the boats were needed to be- make archaeologists. What? It was really convoluted. What? But uh, what? on the same line of Gatling guns, what? I somehow was able to make aircraft carriers. So you had aircraft carriers. Nothing was... I learned how to make planes... Without discovering gasoline. Yeah. And I learned how to make aircraft carriers and submarines and, well, uh, destroyers. Now, I could not make destroyers because they required fuel. Yeah. But for some reason, the aircraft carrier did not require fuel. And what about the submarine? Yeah, if I remember, it didn't require fuel because I was able to build one of them. Wasn't that a nuclear submarine? Yeah. The heck? But that's actually later on because I had U-boats then subs. The thing about was, was this uh, aircraft carrier was the fact that I made an aircraft carrier, even though I technically discovered planes, I have never made one because I don't have any way to fuel it. Okay. So I'm just looking at this gigantic ship yes. and wondering, how is this running without what any... Is what this? is this running off? Uh, this is already 1928, where I had a Nimitz-class aircraft carrier with no planes... No armaments on the ship itself. So essentially, it was a gigantic road in the water with no real purpose. Well, you could always use it to ram into things. No, I'm just wondering. I mean, I'm looking at my crew members, and they're probably wondering themselves, why are we on this thing? What is this gigantic road in the water? Is what our, is it running on? Is our great leader trying to make a bridge? And the fact that uh, I'm about to unlock that technology in my current game, yeah. where I'm going to unlock the technology of the internet without discovering a computer. What year is this? I oh, got it's 1940 now. And you're going to have the internet. I have the internet without a computer. And I have learned how to split the atom this without is so- a computer. This is some, all analog. <laughs> this is a steam. This is some weird steampunk. steampunk no, no, no. Story, Once you hit it. nuclear, it's, it's not steampunk anymore. Okay, this is that some, would actually be cyberpunk, I think. No, no, no. But even cyberpunk has computers. No, uh, no. Th- I, this is sci-fi punk or something. <laughs> yeah, this is sci-fi punk. I'm sorry. But yeah, it hit the. I just enjoy messing with the game that way. That I have discovered the internet without computers. Okay. And I have, but I have to give it. My people must be the best craftsmen in the world. Why? I mean, how can you split an atom with analog tools? I just want to see the guy in my game who did that. Like, sir, I have split the atom with this chisel and hammer. Okay, and which city are you giving him? I don't know. I'll probably find something. Yeah, uh, I also learned in this game that, uh, well, yeah, there are different ways to win. You can win with science victory, cultural victory, well, military. I don't know if it's an economic victory. I should check if there's a win condition for that one. Because, I don't know, I, I translate, right now at least, I translate economic victory to just buying out everybody or at least having more money than no, everybody. No, you can't uh, buy out, like, you can't, like, buy someone into submission except there's well, some state. Well, okay, the way I see economic victory as in you are pretty much richest country in the world and basically everyone has to trade with you. Well, that's what happens if you, like me, and you own, like, you know, a third of the world. You said two-thirds. <laughs> well, no, now I own two-thirds of it, but the fair, no, I own one solid one-third, and the other, like, one-third is kind of, like, just kind of splashed everywhere. Okay, the, I assume that one-third is the entire of America. Yep, I have, you know, from Canada no. all around Chile. Dang. Do you I the, own everything. Do you have the Falklands? Do you have the Falklands? The Falklands? Yeah, the Falklands. Isn't the Falklands? The, that's, uh, I think that's in Eurasia. Wait, no, no, no. Oh, what was the... Oh, the Faroe Islands. Yeah. You have those. I even have Hawaii. God. God <laughs> Hawaii you, is like two tiny made, islands. So at the very least, you made sure that the Brits didn't take the far, the pharaohs. No, it's pretty amusing. The British are right there beside Montezuma and this guy from the Incas. So is Montezuma a douche? 
He's not really a douche, but he's kind of crazy. Okay. But, I mean, At least not like Gandhi in the nuclear age. Oh, yeah. The Gandhi is in this game is insane. I've tried, actually tried playing Gandhi when he hits the atomic age. He nukes you. As he can be really nice to the game, but apparently when he gets nukes, he will kill you. My God. So, lesson here is be friends with him or get rid of him before he hits the atomic age. Remember, either he's your best buddy or the first guy you murder. Yeah, essentially, just because it's kind of weird. I have no idea why they did this AI that way, but I mean, these are the crazy points. The first time I actually got Civ Five. Yeah. Uh, I'm not big into turn-based strategies. Uh, I like RTS. Turn-based is very uh, unusual. Uh, it's very unusual just because it's really slow, but it's so strangely addicting. Oh my god. I mean, I'm, I'm, we're probably going to do an episode about that somewhere in the future. Yeah. But I'm surprised how addicting TBS is versus RTS. Because, I mean, okay. when I play RTS games, yeah, I can probably log in like three hours. Yeah. Gosh, TBS games, I've easily spent over, what, 10 hours on one game. Okay. Just one. I mean, it's not like uh, I played multiple like sessions. Or it's one session. One game. One map was done. How many turns did you take? Outside, I think that point's like average. I do over seven hundred turns. Okay, it's crazy. And I guess with Civ Five, I like the fact that histor it does have lots of historical facts correct. I mean, when it describes buildings and things, it is correct. Uh, units, all these things are pretty spot on. But the craziness you can do with it, from the units to the tactics you're using, yeah, you or even messing with the AI. Yes. One thing I love doing with the AI. I told Paolo about this is if you have like a future resources this would be coal aluminum uh uranium and such yeah it's treated as a high value in the formulization for the ai yeah so when you trade them stuff for this they consider it a high value product so it'll give you more things like he traded uranium to the native americans what did the native americans do they traded him a city yep i mean in the game's logic, it makes sense because this was a high-value thing. But, but you have to understand that the Native Americans in this game were barely past the Renaissance period, so they had absolutely no use for uranium. But they did. Magic rocks. Magic rocks. <laughs> and thing. When I, when I, saw this, I was just imagining what my traders were doing. It's just, we will trade you these special glowing stones for your city. Like, what are these glowing stones? Oh, they will glow forever and... They also are gifts from the gods. If you give it to people and they die, they were infidels of some sort. I honestly think that my, my traders must have done something crazy like that because this has zero use to them as society. But of course, it's just the game logic where yeah. I value, we will accept this. But it's just so amusing to see people trading amazingly valuable things for, for something that's absolutely useless for them. Yeah. But of course, that's, again, that's the AI. AI logic. I'm pretty sure if I play against players, they're not going to be that idiot. They're not going to be that stupid. <laughs> unless, they're, unless they're trying to be intentionally stupid. Oh, no, you, those you kind of watch out for. You don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. And I guess another thing I love about that little bit of logic, you're probably going to see a bunch of these in the ironic logic section or in something else I'm going to do in the future. Uh, if you find ancient ruins, yeah. they have a random chance of upgrading your unit. And the latest one I had was a World War II era rifleman who was upgraded into a modern era soldier with an IFV. An IFV is an infantry fighting vehicle. You'll see these gigantic trucks with machine guns on them. If he... So my men found an ancient Greek, Greekish or Romanish looking ruin, ruin and found three armored cars WTF. with a statement that an ancient civilization's weapons were discovered. I have to say this. If there's an ancient civilization that had these awesome cars, where are they and are they going to kill me? <laughs> oh, no, no. You want to know where they are? They're dead. Why? Um, I'm Okay, I'm, I'm going to spout out my crazy conspiracy theory right now. Civilization 5... Game theory. Well, game conspiracy theory. Civilization 5 takes place after the apocalypse. Basically, the previous world civilization stuff... Went through the apocalypse. And then you are basically like rebuilding society, but there's still remnants of the old civilization, society, world order from, you know, before the apocalypse. So you like, you can find their, you can yeah, go to their ruins, their Greekish looking, their pretentiously Greekish looking ruins, and you can like get cars and like exosuits that allow tra- teleportation and lasers. Yeah, that would work. Unfortunately, they, you're still following history, essentially. But there is a mod for that. I think there was a Fallout mod. <laughs> Again. Uh, post-apocalyptic. Again. World ended. That 
No, I'm not saying post-apocalyptic because the world ended and everything went right again because it's like billions of years in the future. I'm pretty sure that's not how it works. Interesting I'm, theory, though. Game logic makes it makes it work. No, game logic makes it even dumber. Yeah, but I mean, there's nothing. But it works. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, Paolo, what have you been up to? I mean, uh, you guys actually we've been playing Borderlands 2 a lot. Also, Paolo's finally play- up. We're actually all finally at around level 40. Let's see. Playing more, bo- playing more of the Borderlands. And Play- Warframe. You're actually playing Warframe a lot. Because- no, no. Was playing Warframe. Really? Okay. I'm, I'm on a hiatus, hiatus on Warframe because if I get, actually get back into it, I, it's going to eat up more of my time. No, like literally. Warframe. This is, look. Warframe is like a giant black hole that sucks up my time. How, how should I know this? In the span of a month, I clocked in 324 hours. Suddenly, I don't feel so bad about my Borderlands 303 hours or 313 because that was in the span of like six months. Yeah, I yeah I clocked in 324 in one month. If I get back to Warframe, then that's gonna happen. You know, I've been playing War Thunder though. Though I have to say though, uh... I've, I've been playing War Thunder a lot, and I love the dissonance. I'm Fil- look Filipino actively playing as the Japanese in a World War Two game. It's a weeboo joke here somewhere. But I mean, I mean hearing you play, put that much hours somehow makes me feel a little better about Minecraft, even though I think at this point I've easily. You spent uh, a thousand now, haven't you? Most likely. I'm, I, I'm actually glad there is no counter. Uh, if there's a counter, do let me know in the comments. Uh, that I, But I'm pretty sure I spent easily over 1,000 hours in that game. How about Skyrim? Let, let, let's not go there. <laughs> Uh, Skyrim, honestly, I did not spend as much hours. I mean, as much as I'd like to think I spent a lot of hours on it, I think I spent more time modding it and finding mods for it and getting the mods to work than actually playing it. Okay. Uh, I think Skyrim was, what, maybe 55% modding, uh, 5% trying to get it to work, 10% matching (laughs) things together, then the rest is playing. Okay. But, oh gosh, my Skyrim... Looks nothing like the vanilla one, and I I should reinstall it. Uh, my yeah, reinstall it on your iMac. Yeah, my uh, Skyrim kind of died. Uh, if you're wondering if there's a Skyrim Skyrim for Mac, there is none. Uh, I did essentially have to wind this. I had to go through a number of things that are less than legal. But just so you know, I do have a legendary copy in my house. I actually do have an actual copy of Skyrim, which I can't play because it's for PC. Dang, not bad. Just because I wanted to support Bethesda and their series. I mean, I may have essentially a no knockoff version of it in my computer, but I did pay for a full copy. Yeah. It's just kind of funny because it's a full copy that's just in my closet. But the same way, I have Sonic Generations uh, complete in my closet. I have not played it yet. You haven't touched it? No, no. I, I think the last time I played it was to test to make sure it worked. Where did you play it? Uh, in Hong Kong somewhere. Where in Hong Kong? Uh, Game Shop. It was a legit thing. It wasn't like, you know, a knockoff. You know, you're just reminding me that I haven't actually touched Sonic Generations in two years and you want to know why that is? Yes. <laughs> I did not finish Sonic CD. Okay, in fairness, Sonic CD, I'm still playing it and it's hard. Uh, so you guys don't know, uh, Paolo and I are both Sonic guys. Uh, we're both Sonic guys and yeah, Sonic CD, well, I have it on my iPhone. I am so happy they actually have it on the right. iDevices. I think, is it also an Android? I'm not too yeah, sure. I think. I don't I have an Android, rele- so I'm not sure. I know they released it on Ouya. Is Ouya really a thing? Did yeah, Bok got one of those? Bok wanted one of those. Then you talked him out of it. Ah, <laughs> uh, the Ouya. I'd rather have a Wii U. But, Zing. <laughs> uh, dude. You want to know what's but You know what? You know, I could build my own Ouya. You want to know? Yeah. Give me a doorstop? No, you want to know what it's called? I take a tiny cube case. I get, like, the new Pentium processor. They're still making Pentiums, but they're, like, the budget processors now, like, 3,500 pesos for the processor. I just put it there. I find an affordable graphics card and, like, 4 gigs of RAM. And there, a mini PC that can play infinitely more games. Time and hopefully won't even cost this won't even reach the cost of the Xbox One. Well, I mean, I have to get Wii was a really interesting concept. Yeah, but it's something that probably should have stayed the concept when they realized the research 
just the research, at least the market research of it, just would not back it up. Oh, and I second. Oh, I second the mo. Oh, and I second the motion on the Wii U. Hey, yeah. hey, <laughs> hey, Smash, hey, Smash Brothers. Oh yeah, the Smash Brothers. You think they actually release it early in the Wii U just to push the sales for Wii U? No, no, they're actually no, they no, they're going to separate the launch dates for sure. Um, actually, Wii U sales have actually increased substantially since Mario Kart Eight. Well, gosh, Mario Kart Eight. The exact carding game, she must the exact same thing over and over, but honestly, I'd still get it. I yeah. enjoy it. Yeah, for yeah, um, I still get the new CODs. Um, yeah, you want to know what I'm they, a COD fanboy, I just enjoyed the game. Yeah, you want to know, player. yeah, you want to know how much uh, uh, the Wii U sales uh, increased in the UK when, Mar- when Mario Kart 8 launched? In the words of Total Biscuit, they increased Satan percent 666 percent. Wow, oh, okay, in the UK. Wow. Okay. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that, that's a lot. Okay. Uh, sorry, guys. I don't really keep track on the number of sales of things. Jenny, I just want to keep track of what I can when it comes to games coming out, be it DLCs, other stuff. But wow, that's a wow. That's and a big jump in sales. And sales have actually been have actually maintained at a higher level than they av- than they were at on average in comparison to the pe- previous in comparison to the months prior. I think there's there's another expected uh another expected boost come like in the months prior to Smash Brothers. But what I know is that they're gonna release the three DS version of Super Smash first, just so that it doesn't get in the way of the Wii U sales. Mm-hmm. Oh, if you might be wondering why we've been researching also more into games of different genres and things, and why we also talk about Let's Plays and things about it, we're gonna be getting into it. Well, we might be trying to get into it. I'm pretty sure we will fail horribly at some point, but you will see us fail horribly. Hopefully, you know, and you'll hopefully want to see us fail horribly multiple times over and over. Now, glo- I will be doing so in glorious HD. Now, uh, don't expect anything anytime this year. It's most likely going to be somewhere don't, at the start of uh, 2015. My- Maybe because, I mean, we are going to mess up, but we're going to make sure it damn looks good. Um, the other cons- yeah, the other consideration is the fact that if anything, the chances are that only two of us are actually gonna have the hardware capable of getting the setup to run. So, um, so basic. Uh, wait, I'm trying to find a word here and trying to find uh, no, not even a word, a train of thought, and I can't even.